Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shakita's Moments of Truth. It is definitely a pleasure, as always, to be able to share with you all today. And so, yeah, let's just get right into it. So on today, I am kind of going to touch on a really sensitive subject here. And this is surrounding our sons in the United States. I can only speak to the U.S. because that's where I'm located. So just our boys and what we should do with our boys, how we should be communicating with our boys and teaching them about really expressing their feelings. Now, the reason why I bring this topic to my podcast is because in my therapeutic world, I have had to have several conversations with the families that I'm working with, with my own son, with my nephews regarding these mass shootings that have been occurring in our country. And if you look back at what the statistics show, this problem lies with our boys. And so, you know, I took, you know, a lot of time to really research these shootings, you know, everything, even going back to Columbine, you know, just researching these shootings and really looking at what can I do, you know, with my son, what can I do with the boys that I work with in my office to at least try to help reduce this problem that we have right now. And so just to give you some statistics, I did research it. And from 1982 to 2018 in the United States involving any mass shootings, the number of male shooters is at 98. The number of female shooters is two. Let that sink in for a moment. 98 to 2. And so if you were to go into it this deeper, you want to look at what could have been the driving factor for these shootings. And I remember watching an interview on 2020 from the parents of, of one of the young men in Columbine. And it was a mother. The mother sat on this show and she was crying and she just shared the moments prior, you know, to the shooting and her son being involved. And it was one thing that stuck out the most that I took from that. And the mother shared that for two years, she never stepped foot in her son's room. She said once he became a junior In high school, she wanted to give him his privacy. So she never went in his room. His door was always closed. She called him out if she needed him, but she never went in his room. And I don't know if you all have, you know, really took the time to look at the details in that case. But in that particular case, in his room lied tons of evidence to show that this shooting was going to happen. Okay, so... That stuck with me because I'm like, man, I'm like that mom 
was so disconnected in that area of his life. And I wondered if she would have just taken the time to step into his world and to communicate with him if things would have been different. Now, another thing that I have noticed, um, I work with a lot of middle school and high school kids, and I am learning that some of these young kids are in these, that are in these relationships are actually actually in domestic situations. And yes, I said that correctly, domestic situations. And this is just on my caseload alone and whether it's them or one of their classmates, but the young ladies are being physically, you know, hurt by their boyfriends. And it all boils down to young boys not being able to really communicate what they're feeling and what they need. And so that's the go-to. The go-to is I'm hurting, so I'm going to make you hurt, but I can't verbalize what I'm hurting, but I know how to cause physical pain. And so as I learn this in this field, I make sure that I'm teaching my son to talk to me when he's upset. I can see it on his face. If he comes home from school, I made it a point, you know, whenever he came home, we're talking what happened today. You know, how was your day? Tell me about this. I'm asking those open ended questions, not the closed anyway. He can just tell me yes or no. But I'm I'm engaging him in conversation so he can know that his the door is always open if he needs to talk about anything. And I can remember one time in my life when my son had gone through a situation that was very alarming. And I remember he came home and when he came home, I instantly looked at him and I saw the look on his face and he immediately went into his room. And I'm like, baby, I went in his room and I said, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. I'm like, no, tell me what's wrong. I said, I can see it. And he broke down crying as he told me what occurred. But imagine if I wouldn't have just looked at my son and got him to talk. I wouldn't have never known what had had taken place with him. You know, so this topic to me, as far as communicating with our boys, is very important because this is, you know, it's a fear. You know, it's like, you know, now it's shootings in schools, it's shootings in malls, it's, you know, bombs, it's everything that's happening. And this is happening from our young men in this country. So it starts with if you have little kids out there, young boys, even teenagers, and maybe you haven't been the best at communicating, start talking to them, teaching them how to effectively share their needs and express their feelings. That is important. That is important. You can save a life if you do that, you know, so Let's let's see what that looks like when when we talk about communicating with our boy. So, you know, if you if you think back, like you know, your your son is little, and they fall on the ground and they cry. Now, sometimes an instant response would be, "Stop all that crying! It doesn't hurt." But the kid clearly fell on the ground, scraped their knee, and it's bleeding. But because he's a boy. It's like, oh, stop all that crying. It doesn't hurt. Stand up. Take it like a man. Brush it off. But he's hurting. So as they grow up and stuff starts to happen, you know, it's a breakup with the girlfriend. Uh, a kid tells them they're ugly. We don't want to be friends with you. You're this. You're that. They're going back to that. Man, man up. That don't hurt. 
take it like a man, but they don't know what to do with those emotions. And so what happens is in response to that, a violent act occurs. It's built up and built, they're building and building and building until, you know what, I'm going to show them how I feel. I'm going to show them how they're hurting me. I'm going to show them how this isolation is affecting me. I'm going to show them how, you know, you breaking up with me and laughing in my face, how that's affecting me. And they're taking these matters into their own hands. Let me tell you, when I have a family coming to my office for sessions and I'm sitting down and especially when it's a biological parent with their child, especially their boy, I always tell them in my intake process, I have to tell you, I commend you for doing what you are doing today. You know, we have kids as young as eight years old, but they're like, you know what? I need my child to have a place where they can talk about their feelings. I don't want them to bottle their feelings up because I don't want this to turn into something that I cannot handle in the future. I don't want this to turn into a negative consequence in the future, all because they don't know how to process what they are feeling. So I always tell those parents, hats off to you. I commend you, you know, because a lot of, you know, in, in the field of therapy, especially when we're dealing with clients that receive um, Medicaid benefits, a lot of times they come into care because they're have been removed from the home and they're now in the DCF system or the, the department of children and family system. And they're being placed in another home. And so, you know, the system is set up where they want these kids to be in therapy to process this change and removal from their parents. So a lot of times the parents that are bringing them or the other caregivers that are bringing them, they're not biologically theirs. They're just following the script. I got to take them to sessions every week. So we're here, you know, but when a biological parent steps out and take their child, you know, that's, that speaks volumes. You know, because they're not forced to be there. They're not court ordered to be there, but they want to at least try to stop the cycle. You know, so young girls, you know, girls, we're we're naturally emotional. You know, no one tells us to stop crying if we're hurting. No one tells us, oh, it's okay, suck it up. No, they because we're girls, and I have my air quotation marks, because we're girls, it's okay for us to express our feelings. But it's okay for our boys to do that the same. It does not make them weak. It does not make them soft. It makes them human. You know, so how are you communicating with your son? How are you teaching them and teaching him how to manage his feelings? What are you doing? You know, I would love for you all to leave maybe some comments, you know, um, below this podcast, even if if there's the option to leave a voice comment, I would love to hear, you know, from you. And I would also love to give you some strategies, some ways to get them to engage, you know, meet them in their world. If it's something that's new for you, you know, if you have a younger kid, if your kid is like two and three and this, especially as if you're a first time parent, you know. This is great for you because now you can you don't you can start off now. You know, when my son was little and we was going to daycare, even when he couldn't talk. When I put him in the car, we were having a conversation. The radio was off and we were having a conversation. Hey, man, how was your day? What did you what you what did you all do? What did you eat? You know, I will ask, you know, simple questions. And again, he couldn't speak. But as this continued on. He knew when as I was taking him to school, he knew that when it was time to pick up, we're going to be talking about our day. He knew that mommy and daddy can physically see when he's not in a good space. But that's because we made it a point to communicate with him. And now that he's nine years old, you know, now he's he can articulate his feelings very well. 
you know, very well. And, you know, I just, even when it, when it comes to those tough subjects that you have to talk with your kid about, it's okay to talk to them or it's okay to ask for help. You know, maybe you are afraid, you know, to talk about these subjects. Find somebody they can talk to. Find somebody that they can can relate to. Because the worst thing to do is just not address it at all. The worst thing to do is just pretend like you're not noticing a change in your child. And then it becomes too late. And then it becomes, oh my God, why didn't I take that step? Why didn't I do this? And again, I go back to that mother um, for the son from Columbine. Why didn't I go into his room? to just get into his world to really see what was going on as I'm watching him transition and I can see that he's changing. I can see physically that he's changing. Why didn't I step in? You know, so I, this is, this topic right here is definitely, definitely, you know, really touching for me. And I really felt that I wanted to share this because I want to encourage each and every parent that is here, whether you're a current parent, whether you're pregnant, whether you have the thought of becoming a parent, communicate with your children, be a part of their lives. Do not allow them to shut you out and do not shut them out. Do not feel that you can't be a part of what is going on. Okay. Be that ear. Let them know that it is okay to feel because they are human. It's not about if you're a boy. It's okay to feel, it's okay to express your emotions, but learn how to verbally express your emotions. We have a lot of video games that these kids are on and a lot of these video games, they don't, they don't show, it's not games where they're sitting around having a conversation and a round table discussion. No, they're fighting, they're shooting. They're, you know, it's acts of violence, but we don't want our children to feel that that is the proper way to handle situations when you when you need to communicate your feelings. So that's all I have for you all on this lovely episode. I really, really appreciate your time. I hope you found some value in what I shared. And again, I'm going to challenge each and every one of you. Begin today talking with your kids, communicating with them. Okay? So thank you all so much for tuning in to Shakita's Moments of Truth.